Lettuce, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hog, moss, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, chicken, turkeys, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, hog, moss, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, wrap, you name, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, it's actually beans. like hogs and dogs. I thought it was hog moss. No, because I want, I just, I felt like I shared this with the internet earlier today because we understand that this went viral last year around the holidays. Did. But Shirley is not at all singing about actual dinner. Oh, is she not? No, the sample is taken from a story that has nothing to do with food that we eat, actually. (laughs) Um, And I had to clear that up because someone was on Twitter was like Shirley Caesar really said lambs, rams, hogs, dogs. Who eats that? And I was like, well, Shirley's not talking about that. You niggas made that song about Thanksgiving. It was never um, about Thanksgiving. Well, you niggas did. <laughs> well, I am definitely part of you niggas. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I mean, and it's not a judgment, but I just, for the sake of clarity, I just want to be clear that Shirley was telling a story about a man called Shao and John and he was actually talking about all of the things that he was blessed with and he was like look at all of the things that are around me because he worked on a farm and he was like I have greens which well, she's telling the stories a different way and she was like you know listing the things that he has available on his farm because the Lord has provided and you niggas have just run off with it <laughs> and that's not what Shirley was saying it's not um, beans, which is fine. Greens, beans, greens, beans, greens, beans, beans, beans. I mean, beans. listen, the whole <laughs> remix was genius. I'm not here to judge. Oh, black people I, I, are it talented. Was, black people are extremely gifted. And it's just amazing how we can just reimagine everything and make all things new again. Yes. But, you know, I mean, if we're going to be out here judging Shirley, like that's that y'all got to take Shirley. Shirley was not talking about Thanksgiving. That was the rest of you niggas. Oh, well, that's fine, though. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> and the beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. And welcome back to Game Grown and our extra brief, but, you know, still <laughs> timely episode yes. of Getting Grown this week. Mm-hmm. Um well, we're going to talk about all things adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord. And the Thanksgivings. Absolutely. As grateful as I am, I just have to say that um, I am really not feeling festive. Um, you know, it be like that sometimes. The holidays as an adult, I feel like I, I feel like really like I need to write a very strongly worded Yelp review or some sort of um, file, some sort of grievance. Because I felt like mm-hmm. as, a, as a child, as a youth, I thought that the holidays as an adult were going to be like lit. For whatever reason, I thought it was just going to be like good times. But now that I'm actually standing squarely in my adulthood, in the middle of it, I mean, it is just it is just additional responsibility. And I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) who who knew that? I mean, the holidays were going to mean that I had more things to do. But listen, I'm going to get to that in my petty peeve. I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, while I love the things that holiday times bring in terms of like spending time with family and, you know, thoughtful reflection about all of the amazing things that have happened and things that we're grateful for. While I fully, fully am here for that in terms of all the things that come with, you know, holidays in the way of like decorations and food preparation and those kinds of things. I'm just like, girl, 
I'm actually going, I've actually decided to opt out of Thanksgiving to prepare my heart and mind for the Christmas season. I think that I have decided, that's going to be my black women's self-care. I can talk more about that later. Okay. But I have decided that I am just going to let Thanksgiving come and go. I'm just going to be in here mm-hmm. living my life like it's Thursday. <laughs> just, I've just decided that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rest my understanding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I don't even have to eat. This is why I've just decided I just don't care oh, you that about much. To fast. You in protest. I, no, I'm not, even, <laughs> I'm not even protesting. I'm just saying, like, while I would enjoy eating, I don't have the strength or the energy to either prepare or go and get food. I'm just going to be in here resting on the promises of Jesus. I just, I, I think that's just where I'm at. <laughs> I think I'm just, that's really all that I have to give. And that's not like a complaint. I'm not upset about that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I've just decided that I'm going to be thankful for this little this little dorm room of an apartment that the Lord has blessed me with. <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy these four walls. It's going to be amazing. I know it's going to be good times. Mm-hmm. That part. I ain't mad at it. Well, how are you today? How have you, you been? Know, I, I, I can't complain. I'm moving forward through this very brief work week, even though, you know, the work will commence. I mean, it will continue, but I'm just moving through. I'm excited about just, you know, not having to go into the office on Thursday and Friday. And the Lord is just sitting on the throne. How are you? <laughs> How are you? He is literally my churchiest friend ever known to men. And I love I it. Mean, I mean, I just have to be who I am. Uh, and I appreciate that. Like, I love it. I don't know. I love I mean, every bit about it. Whatever. I'm tired. The girls don't like it, but it's cool. Who don't like it? It's who you are. I mean, and the girls don't like me. It's fine. <laughs> your grandma's but a churchy. I, Judge your grandma's. <laughs> so, okay. well, whatever. It entertains me, and this is who she is, and, you know, I sit here staunchly on the throne of heathenism. You can still catch these hands. You can, can. catch these hands. I mean, okay, we'll both fight. <laughs> like, you <laughs> catchy these hands. Dolazol. Okay, get that deep down in your spirit. Mm. Yeah, we'll both fight for real. But <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Life is life. I had the. I, I told Kia I had the funkiest, foulest mood. Sometimes no. you just need that in your life. Yo, I don't usually, I'm pretty even killed for the most part. You know, everybody's stressed. Everybody deals with shit. I deal with shit, but I don't, it was just bad. It was like, I could not do nothing to pull myself out of that funk. Nothing. And then, sorry, full disclosure, but this is a show about adulting. You know, I went the whole day and the whole night. I ended up going out with Fran. We went to the, um, we went to the Allegra Snow uh, algebra snow. Al- I was about algebra. to say, who is Allegra? But is, it, okay. is it algebra? What is it? I well, don't know, child. I, I went don't really know. To that show with Fran. And she has a nice mm-hmm. little voice. You know what I'm saying? Still foul and funky. And then this morning, I came to the realization I said, You were in a really foul mood because you didn't poop. Mm. Yeah. Back up. Your nigga's pretty regular. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I looked up and I was like, I didn't poop yesterday. That probably has something to do with it. So anyway, that's that's that's, that's me. Well, that's me for now. 
Regularity is important. And in the spirit of keeping our show just entertaining and brief, we will push right on along to these pe- uh, to these to these petty peeves. I'm trying to skip to the end of the show to the <laughs> trash. <laughs> So, it's time for the trash. Did you watch the AMAs? Mm-mm, child. You know I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either, so. No, I did not. I actually I know was watching had. The Housewives, and I saw on Twitter that people were talking about the AMAs, and nothing about me felt compelled. Not at all. To change the channel. I just Mm-mm. didn't. And Vaughn, um, at Vaughn TV, said something like, maybe around like 10 o'clock, he was like, finally a black person won. And I was like, see, oh, wisdom. Vaughn! Hey, Vaughn. I was like, wisdom, because I'm not. I don't have time for that. Well, I didn't watch them either, and I didn't know if there was anything noteworthy. I said, if Kia watched them, she'll let us know. <laughs> so, sure did. But congratulations to right all of the love. winners. I know that yeah. Cardi B won something because she posted something on Instagram. Um, oh, good. And that's all I know. <laughs> I well, mean, and uh, on Watch What Happens Live, they showed some some looks from the red carpet. I know Lizzo was there. She looked amazing, and she had a very little purse. That's literally. Oh, I did see her tiny purse. All yes, that I did. I know. Um, and um oh and i saw a clip of her singing no flutes no ass just her singing very nice yes yes did yes, she win anything i am not sure of that oh, they should ask the internet. <laughs> and i don't okay. mind lizzo's ass let's be clear nor do i mind her flute but i just you know i was like well look at her just up there singing in a dress that's nice well congratulations like he said to all the winners i don't know who they are but congratulations Absolutely. to them so Gabrielle Union allegedly got fired oh. from America's Got Talent, which I did not know she was a host of. <laughs> I felt like I knew that. I did. For speaking out about racism and sexism behind the scenes. Okay. So remember, Nick Cannon got fired from America's Got Talent as well. Simon Cowell is that, getting the blacks up out of here, huh? Oh, child, Simon Cowell is behind, the, is behind it. Remember when everybody loved him in the early 2000s? And... Nick Cannon said NBC stands for nigga be careful. So So there's some ugliness happening over at America's Got Talent. Can't wait to find out. Oh my goodness. But Gabrielle looks very unbothered about it. She's just in, you know, soaking up her baby's milk smell, which I love baby smells. Mm -hmm. T.I. addressed his comments (sighs) in what he calls Hymen Gate. Such a fucking idiot. Uh, on um, the Red Table Talk. Now, I said that I was going to watch the whole thing so I could reach my own conclusions. Right now, I have not had the opportunity to do that uh, as of yet. But I did see um, clips upon the Shade Room. Um, and from what I have, I have heard thus far... Mm -hmm. 100% bull swanky all I know is that um, that T.I. claims that he was joking and the only thing worse than this I was just joking defense is the fact that he followed it by saying I thought y'all knew me better than that and I'm just like nigga we do and that's exactly where is the record and allow us to reflect upon it please um, from what I from what I heard from what I understand, um, the girls are disappointed in Jada, um, who I guess did not hold him accountable, um, but maybe maybe have even contributed to explaining it away. Um, 
and I have to watch this for myself, um, but this is just, you know, based upon what people are saying on, on the Twitter. So I do have to watch it and maybe next week we can come back um, after I've seen Let's it. Let's table that then. But I, but I, I mean, all I know is that, that Tiny was sitting up there with him saying nothing and looking the way she looked. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was, I mean, I mean, I was hoping that it would be a moment, just a brief you know, lightning strike of a moment when T.I. would acknowledge that he had done something wrong. Oh, no. I just, it was just, I hope that he would just say, you know what, my bad. But That's as, too much like right. As usual, he's just blaming us um, for reacting and taking mm-hmm. what he said the wrong way as opposed mm-hmm. to him acknowledging the fact that he had no business saying what he said. But Thank you very much. It's fine. I also need to see the actual interview because I don't know how the women responded. The women in the, from the podcast responded to his his foolishness. So I'd like. But so, yes, we'll table that. We're going to talk about the Red Table Talk next week. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently, uh, I don't know. Are Joe Budden and Santana back together? So I had asked the Twitter that last night because I saw again upon the shade room that they attended Safari and Erica Menace baby shower together. And yes. were seen. There's video footage of them walking hand in hand throughout the function. Um, and well, I got a little, I got a little tea for the oh, getting grown okay. listeners. Well, carry on. You know, we all know that that nigga don't like nobody at loudspeaker, so that's not a secret. Hey, so whatever. <laughs> hey, <Joe Biden>. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? But I saw them together last night. Where? At the concert. Oh, boo. <laughs> Ugh, good trash. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I did. Right. So that's, you know. Well, I mean, were they together, con- together? Yes. Ugh. Like, like, you know, canoodling at a concert. Well, I mean, everybody's grown. We just have to allow grown people to be grown. That's it. That, I mean, yeah, even wretched ones. Uh, Maya Rocky Moore Cummings, the widow of Elijah Cummings, had a successful double mastectomy. And she's still planning on running for his congressional seat. Come on here, mother. Yes, still working, still working. And I'm glad that her surgery was a success. Me too. All of our all all of our well wishes and our thoughts are with you, um, Maya. And let's hope she gets this. Mm -hmm. So, did you see Ari Lennox um, having a her? catastrophizing after and i mean i'm not i'm not making light of her disappointment really Mm -hmm. i'm not because i understand what it's like to to be looking forward to something and and um you know working really hard and just looking for a little acknowledgement i that Mm -hmm. resonates with me howsoever Mm -hmm. comma I have grown weary of people just taking to their social media when they need to be taking to their journals <laughs> and their therapist. Uh, I do feel like, especially someone who is, you know, as early in her burgeoning career as Ari Lennox is, I feel like, and I could be wrong, and this is just my opinion, if folks disagree with me, that's fine. While I feel like it's completely fair to be transparent and honest about how you feel, um, I think there is a line, especially when you're talking about like your job, your work, um, as far as like, you know, what what is considered. 
I don't want to say too much, but too much. But mm-hmm. um, and I, I was hoping that, you know, just, I mean, because Twitter and everyone is just so, so, so colloquial and informal on like social mm-hmm. media. I mean, I just, whatever happened to like publicists and, and people who were in charge of things like your image and somebody to call Ari and say, sis, put the phone down. And just or just hop in the group chat. Cause I mean, how many times do I text y'all and say I was going to tweet this? But something told me, don't put this on the internet and just tell your friends. That's it. And you know, I think me, you know, me and the sisters. I went went with the sisters (laughs) in Russia. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We were discussing it a bit, and I think more so what it is is that a lot of the young girls in the industry don't have the proper guidance and it should be a requirement at this point for young girls in the industry, for people in general to have therapists and to have, you know, even more so than publicists to help them to process all of the emotions and all of the things that comes along with being in the spotlight. Right. You know what I'm saying? And with it coming so quickly, the way that it's happened for a lot of them, we know Summer Walker has openly spoken about her um, social anxiety. I think, and yes. I'm sorry. Hating to perform. No, you're fine. And then, you know, Ari Lennox. And like you said, she has every right to be disappointed. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it is absolutely necessary, especially at such a weird age in your life where you, you know, you're trying to figure it out and so forth that they yes. have proper therapists and, and professionals in place to help them to kind of cope with situations like that. I just feel like knowing and being like, I know what it's like to be in your twenties and to just be rife with emotion. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I know mm-hmm. what that's like to feel like, you know, oh my God, I thought Angsty life was, does not just belong yes, to teenagers. I thought I know what it's like to be like, oh my God, I thought life was going to be one way and it's different now. And I have to learn and adjust. I think, and honestly, if I was, if, if Twitter and things were around when I was their age, I probably would have done the same thing. But I I just think like as a as a woman of a particular age now, I believe that Ari is gonna look back on these tweets in seven years and be like, why didn't nobody tell me? <laughs> and I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I mean, if it were me, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm grateful that those MySpace uh <laughs> Those are my space statuses and instant message, away messages, like those things. I'm so glad that those things are buried somewhere far, far away because the dramatization of it all was probably a (laughs) lot. Um, But I I agree with you that it's not just a matter of having. I, I just wish there should be some. I mean, discretion is just like a thing of the past in the advent of, you know, uh, a, a generation at a time, a culture where sharing is the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you can't share <coughs> without, you know, performing. I mean, I mm-hmm. shouldn't maybe performing. It's not, I just saying like, it just, it just gave me lots of production. I think, like Ari could have trunk like all of that she did that whole rant she could have really summed that up in about four or five solid tweets but she just kept going like and it was just like sis 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 because it was nobody there to take the phone you know away. what I'm saying and I mean you know it, it comes to these times and I mean even now like Toya 
my friends will be like, take that shit down. Like, like <laughs> take that down. You're doing a All lot. Right. You're doing a lot. Like, just like, but, um, <laughs> but I just wish that I wish, I just wish that I think every woman needs some accountability around what we put upon the internet because even though it's social and it's informal and we can access it very easily, we tend to forget that it is the world wide World wide web, web. <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally and i mean when you have a platform and when you have and i'm learning this myself when you have a mm-hmm. platform when you have when when you have a certain level of visibility you have to be particular about what you share because you know even what you share in the moment can come back to you in a time and you would you may you may regret it but you know just you know i that's and i mean people may disagree with me that's fine um but i just feel like ari girl Sis, sis, niece, niece. Well, she said apparently somebody finally got a hold of her phone because she, you know, she she came back and was like she deleted a bunch of shit and took all that stuff down and was like, listen, guys, I'm happy. I was having a moment. And, um, you know, I appreciate everybody who fucks with me and all my fans and everybody, you know, who has supported Shea Butter Baby and all of that. So. You know, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep praying for, her mm-hmm. and we're I just mean, gonna we're keep all growing. Every last that's it. One we're of us. all growing, and we just hope that it, you know it was a lesson for the future. Right. Sometimes, even when you, in your moments of extreme disappointment, you might need to just kind of keep them to the people within your circle or somebody who can help you work through it, as opposed to a plethora of of alligators and a sea of foolishness on the internet because <laughs> <laughs> there are so many people who are always waiting for you in a downfall um i guess Remy ma's about to be a grandma oh yeah her son is expecting a child with another young lady but oh. Remy was not at the baby shower so oh, i don't dear. know well. what that means but that is that on that mm-hmm. we'll leave that right there west virginia the state is the the state is charging inmates three cents to read ebooks. What per ebook? Yep, <laughs> that's absolutely asinine. But why? <laughs> you know, is there like a kickback? Is there a charge to the publishers? Like, what does this mean? Like, I don't understand. Is I mean, this, I just is there any even justification offered? I don't. I don't know what the justification is, but my whole thing is you they're like they're in prison, my nigga. Like you can give them ebooks. They're three cents. Why are you doing most a lot of these people don't have access to money for commissary, let alone to keep their minds, you know, healthy and growing and to continue to be able to have content for them. These are human beings and you taking away little rights from them, knowing that they don't make any money as it is. And then when they get out, they're going to have to pay you all restitution. So it's just really sad. They're really, they really set people up for failure. Um, And lastly, Michael Jackson has a bio biopic biopic coming again. I mean, I guess we haven't gotten one. No, we haven't mm-hmm. gotten one. We just got Jackson 5 and American Dream. Which is forever a classic. I mean, I remember when it debuted. Two and nights. I, two nights. And I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember it. risking it all. Punch, punishment. My mother yes. was like, go to bed. And I was up like, I just can't. I just cannot be obedient in this time. I just can't. I'm so sorry. I'm so I sorry. I just have to watch you. this. I just cannot not watch this. I'm sorry. No, we did. 
We watched all 17 hours of Jackson I mean, 5 and American and Dream. Every time it comes on the TV, I have, I have to, to climb watch it every again. mountain. Okay. I mean, <laughs> so there's not one moment of it that I'm willing to miss. Because I, I don't, don't want know. Because you. you're a liar and you're a cheat. And I don't want and you. And I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't you. want, I don't you. want, I don't you, want no you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you no more. Baby, go to the, go to the supermarket and get me some butter pecan. We got ice cream in the fridge. Terrible. But I want some butter pecan. Oh, filthy ass nigga. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> Useless. And that's, that's it for the trash. That's enough. We got a little shout out to get to, so let's go on and get to it. My sister's popping right now, like. So, you know, this uh, we can call this a little listener preach episode because it's a, you know, it's a lot of interaction from the listeners that we wanted to share. And so our petty P, I mean, our petty, why do I keep going to I mean, that? You're just ready to end the show. It's fine. Right? Our shout out this week is actually something a little different. It is a, it's an email from a listener and I wanted to shout her out for a reason. So she says, hi, getting grown. I hope you all are well and looking after yourself this week so far. I'm not really an email person, so I'm going to make this quick. I was really touched by your podcast episode about rest because it's something me and my mom have had to relearn how to relax and rest. For a plethora of reasons, mainly because we're both careers of two autistic, uh, oh yeah, oh, oh, both cares, excuse me, of two autistic boys, Mm -hmm. my brothers, and not always being on guard wasn't an option when they were younger. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of family cares aren't afforded, it feels like everything has to be perfect to prevent something from going wrong. However, my brothers are older and making strides, so we don't need to be totally on guard anymore. I personally found it hard because not resting was a pattern that I learned. I was so used to not sleeping and getting things done, it almost felt dangerous to rest. Add to that, I'm from a generation of people who are always online and the feeling of failure is always looming. Mm -hmm. But my therapist and Kia said, the world will not implode if you delay that thing to rest up. So one thing my mom has learned Mm -hmm. is if you're tired, housework can be left to tomorrow. She's now prioritizing resting rather than killing herself for a clean household, because as soon as my brothers wake up, it's going to get messy again. Anyway, Mm -hmm. they're teenagers now. A word. And I'm just altering the way I function because I was so used to not resting. It's definitely a learning curve because I stayed up all night on Wednesday to get something done. My immune system must be off because I now have the flu. I work with kids and it's flu season, slowly but surely learning. Thank you for everything you do. Your podcast really helped me through a shitty university experience and i got first honors my certificate is coming in the post as we speak in the post in the post <laughs> sending love and blessings and that's from anusha so just actually, lashing darling just coming in the, oh my, that reminds me so i used to have <laughs> i used to have a british neighbor shout out to charmaine and charmaine was uh nigerian british Oh, she was spicy, boy. <laughs> I loved her. She used to be out in the street fighting with her boyfriends and shit. But I remember, uh, so our landlord used to throw these giant parties in the background, in the backyard, and he would rent out the backyard as well. So people, it, one particular party was so bad, and I was grilling in front of him on my stoop. So people were trying to, like, buy chicken off of us, pay us to use the bathroom at our house, like, and they were sitting all on the stoops and whatnot. So Charmaine came out of her out of her and her mailbox was right there. 
She came out of her apartment. She was like, get off my bloody stoop. <laughs> get off my stoop. You're sitting right by my posts. <laughs> what is this young lady's name who wrote the letter? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Anusha. Anusha. I wanted to shout out Anusha and her mom. Absolutely. For, um, for for actually implementing some rest into their lives and saying, you know what, fuck all that. Like I'm getting ready to go lay down and take a nap and it's going to get done tomorrow. And shout out to them for that because that is not something easy. So I wanted to do that as our shout out this week. I thought that would be nice. Absolutely. Shout out to Anusha and her, and her mom for her mom. taking a nap and participating yes. in the nap ministry. That's it. We really That's salute it. you. It does. Okay. It is. It is. It is actually a labor, but it's a labor of self love. So we we salute you for taking time for yourselves. You're doing the work, activists. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get onto this kitchen table, though. Here's a harsh reality: just because it's not warm out, does not mean that you won't sweat, sis. So even though you might be making changes to your beauty routine this winter in the way of, you know, adding more moisturizer to your skin and your hair and wrapping your edges that night so they don't fall out. There are some <laughs> things that you need year round, like aluminum free coconut deodorant from Kapari. Says Kapari's coconut deodorant is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's aluminum free, vegan and doesn't contain silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs or baking soda. Instead of using questionable ingredients you probably don't want on your body, Kapari's deodorant keeps you fresh with plant based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. And since you're never going to not need deodorant, Kapari's made it so you never have to run out. You can subscribe and get deodorant automatically shipped to your door as often as you choose and for the free. Kapari offers a money back guarantee. So if you're if you've been thinking about switching to a cleaner deodorant, this is the best way to do it. So let me tell you, I'm a mm. big fan of Kapari. Same. I enjoy walking around smelling like a Tahitian treat. Um, I love that even even when I perspire and glisten, I smell like a margarita. It is really just <laughs> a joy and a privilege to walk around smelling godly. And Kapari helps me to do that. Um, so um, I admonish you to go ahead and get yours today. You can go to kaparibeauty.com slash grown to get 15% off your monthly subscription orders. That's Kapari Boo. K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown kaparibeauty.com slash grown 15% off if you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story your answer is best fiends best fiends is a casual game anyone can play so I have so many favorite things about Best Fiends. First and foremost, it is a free download. You can play it without internet access. So guess where I like to do this? On the train. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up. A lot of you all are going to be on the Amtrak. You're going to be traveling on the Bolt bus. You're going to be on the airplane. Get you some Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a unique, exciting puzzle experience, unlike other puzzle games out there. Plus, they update the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. It also does not require internet to play. So it's great for traveling or when you're trying to tune out your uncle who does not stop talking at the Thanksgiving. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Five star rated mobile puzzle game on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. Fiends. All right. So. 
We told you all last week that we were going to part two to Thanksgiving Nas episode. And we wanted to hear from the listeners about some of the worst Thanksgiving experiences that you all have had. And you guys have so, showed up in the Oh, inbox. it showed out. <laughs> it showed out. Um, so let's get to some of the responses. We got a couple of links. Mm-hmm. And we got lots of pictures. Um, <gasps> Kareem Taylor sent... Uh, <laughs> Sent a picture of cheese it macaroni and cheese that was featured at his. He titled his email "White People Holiday Potluck." This picture features macaroni and cheese that is literally just macaroni noodles and crunched up cheese its. There's no cheese at all. It's actually cheese its. Um, what looks to be like Doritos, cheese its, like all cheese kind of crackers and snacks. Mm, mixed that in sounds with, wretched. Mixed in with dry macaroni noodle elbows, like elbow noodles. Just my God, what a time. Thank you for sending this. Um, we got lots of pictures to this effect. Um, and lots of lots of stories uh <laughs> from people who have been sharing. Well, we got another mac and cheese. Um, Somebody else put in a Facebook link for another mac and cheese. And this looks like mac and cheese soup um, with chunks of what I believe to be carrots in it. Mm. And this person said, got my mac and cheese already prepped for Thanksgiving in the freezer it goes learn from the best and then they tagged the people that they learned from and they really should be cussing them out and that came from Tonya Edmond <laughs> uh, Jamar wrote an email that is really like uh, <laughs> that was really one of my favorites uh, no wait yeah Jamar wrote an email that was one of my favorites but I think there was another one um that I will find in a minute, but I'll go ahead and read Jamar's now. But Jamar, uh, so dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to say, what's up, <laughs> all you niggas? And here's my sad story of a Thanksgiving. So my entire family, cousins and cousins, cousins, you ain't even know you were related to, used to get together for one massive Thanksgiving. My mama had the initial idea to bring everyone together. So boom, the family loved it. And my mama is set to host an inaugural gathering in North Carolina. This was years ago. We send out the emails and start soliciting the specific people to bring the specific best side dish for context. Tradition is the host always gets the turkey and the ham. Everyone else, uh, everything else is crowd participation. The first few years went great. Then somewhere around year six or seven, things went left. My cousin (laughs) was hosting it that year, either in South Carolina or Georgia. So not only did we have to drive to get dinner, but we drove to a sad excuse of a dinner. The menu was truly all over the place. There was shredded deer meat that was dry and very gamey. The mac and cheese was damn near soup. Um, <laughs> she said, how do, how do you mess up macaroni and cheese? Some of the food was cold, which I don't understand. The venue had a kitchen and we had Schaefer set up desserts. What are those? There were none to my recollection. <laughs> what little food I did eat was an upset. We didn't stay as long as we would usually because my mama and her three kids were hungry. Thank God for Steak and Shake being open because baby, when I tell you we ordered, oh boy, did we order. 
Um, oh. We spent the next three Thanksgiving gatherings. Then we dropped out of attending um, and the gathering was abandoned shortly thereafter. Long story short, do not be trying out or bringing new shit to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Stick to your strongest <laughs> dish you are known for. And lastly, ooh, he's, <laughs> why? Jamar says, lastly, Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay. <laughs> thank uh, you, Jamar. Thank you, Jamar. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> we got one from Katrina. Okay. And she spoke a word, which is why I want to read hers. This is actually not a horse. Well, yes, it kind of is. She said, hey, y'all. First, I love y'all down. Let's start there. I want to keep this brief and just say all older black people cannot cook. Oh, dear. I, they can't. I visited a friend's house a few years ago and her grandmother did all the cooking. The turkey was stiff as a board and the sweet potato pies had not been properly prayed over. <laughs> I was deeply saddened. They also had non-Thanksgiving items like meatloaf and jerk shrimp and Sir <laughs> Eye Roll. <laughs> I was very jerk sad shrimp? because they hyped grandmother's cooking up so much. I know that there's belief that our foremothers cook with anointing and ancestral magic, but this is not so. I feel like she may have been good at maybe greens and potato salad but the rest of that stuff was terrible i love that i'm vegan now because i can bring my own food and when i just eat rolls and cranberry sauce no one feels offended i just wanted to kill the big mama does it best myth happy my thanksgiving <laughs> it's true there was a girl i used to be friends with and she used to swear her mother could burn and i went over i was like this is the most meaty okra food i too have a story where i went you know where someone was hyping their mom's cooking and i knew that something was awry because when we got into the house i smelled nothing and you mm. know that good food smells good like food that is going to taste amazing always smells amazing and if i don't smell anything and we're talking mm. like Thanksgiving, like you got heavy hitter food. You can't have no greens that don't nobody smell. What are you doing? Mm. You just, it's just too much. Uh, we got an email from Keisha. This is the one I was talking about. Keisha says, Hello, Dr. Kia and Dr. Et Jade. <laughs> Thank you so okay. much. All right. <laughs> and she said, I'll get right to the point. My granny almost killed, yes, killed with a T, my cousin James's new unmelanated mm. girlfriend, now wife one thanksgiving we are very we are a very southern family so granny has a full set of well-seasoned cast iron skillets yes in an attempt to ingratiate herself to the matriarch of the family we'll call her jennifer offered to help clean the kitchen during her cleaning jennifer dunked granny's favorite frying pan the 12 inch one she used to make all manner of baked breads and fried meats into a sink of soapy water and oh. began scrubbing away decades of cornbread dressings fried chicken and smothered pork chops <sighs> a seasoned cast iron skillet she said she took mm. some soap to it my lord james mm. walked over to jennifer working hard in the sink and hollered the hell are you doing <laughs> Which alerted Granny to come into the kitchen where she found her skillet nearly brand new and free of all seasoning. She said, get this heifer out of my house before I kill him. <laughs> James ushered Jennifer out to the car and came back in to Granny cussing up a storm and checking every other dish Jenny had touched to make sure she hadn't ruined anything else. Granny left us a few years ago, but Jen still won't dare to ask to do the dishes. Happy Thanksgiving. Jennifer, you keep yourself away. You don't know what you're doing. 
this there is, are ways that we clean cast iron skillets. Soap has it, has nothing to do with it. Not at all. You are ruining tradition. Tradition. And you've you're got, ruining you just ancestral lines. This is what I'm saying. And you, you, I mean, this is this is just another demonstration of how, how the depth of how white privilege can devastate. <laughs> just Ooh. devastated and and of tr- just gen- this is genocide in some ways but it's fine just like thanksgiving mm. um my lord <laughs> look at that we have one here from brian who said okay so brian decided he said i want to add to the thanksgiving nas okay he said i consider myself a dessert connoisseur okay so even though i bust down on thanksgiving everything i really show up for the desserts Thanksgiving ain't Thanksgiving if I do not have a red velvet cake and pound cake and I'll allow a seven up cake on the dessert table as well as long as red velvet and pound cake are there well you wouldn't consider my house no Thanksgiving because we ain't got no red velvet cake all them other cakes keep it except cheesecakes I like cheesecakes at my Thanksgiving as long as they don't stray too far from the well known flavors oh yes oh hey that was one of those links that you guys put in in he also email. said, I also expect a sweet potato pie on the dessert table. I'll even accept a pecan pie, but chestnut, walnut, apple, blueberry, mixed fruit, I chocolate, etc. No, he, I don't. This is, this is, I don't know this is about lot. this. This he's got high expectations. What do you bring exactly to, to the table, these Brian? These are some stipulations. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know about this. I don't know about this. He said he does not. No apple pie for his Thanksgiving. I don't. Hmm. I don't know if we could be friends. Um, he said he wants a good banana pudding on the dessert. I hope you are a pastry chef. Uh, I'll, I'll also allow. Okay, nope, we're done with you, Brian. No, we're not. I can't. I can't with this. This is like because this nigga start talking about he'll allow a banana nut bread on the table. Okay. Like, All right. Who is bringing banana? Yo, if you come up in my Thanksgiving with banana nut bread, I'm sending your ass back to wherever you came from. How about that? Okay. Brian, I don't know where you go for Thanksgiving this year, but I hope wherever it is that you're doing all the cooking because you got a lot of opinions. So many opinions. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Okay. No. Okay. Evergreen said... My birthday is at the end of November and will occasionally fall on Thanksgiving. I never thought much of it until the last time it happened. I got stuck working from 11 to 7 and missed the majority of the day with my family. I wasn't too pressed because I was used to working holidays for extra pay, but work was on a different level of hell that day. Everything that could go wrong did. It was cool, though. I brushed it off and I was still able to get out just in time to see everyone's a little while before they left. My cousin called me the night before to tell me she remembered my birthday and she made a cake just for me. When I got to my auntie's house and she said she couldn't find the cake. We didn't think much of it at the time because people had already started cleaning up and putting food away, but the desserts were still out. Now tell me, how does a whole cake just magically get up and walk away? Well, sister, it does not. When we gave up looking for it, another aunt came out of the kitchen eating a big ass slice of my birthday cake. Mm -hmm. My family sang happy birthday to me with a cake that had a piece missing. I know this seems immature for me to be upset about, but wait, there's more. I went home that night and while I was trying to fall asleep, I was looking on Facebook at everyone's I'm thankful for posts. 
I came across the guy I'd been dating for a few months. Apparently, he was thankful for the new love of his life. And furthermore, he he was thankful she was carrying his child. To say I was pissed is an understatement. Mm -hmm, I cried myself. You sure did. You better Omari on that Mm -hmm. bitch. I cried myself to sleep that night. Now I dread whenever Thanksgiving falls Mm -hmm. on my birthday. Please pray for me. It's happening this year. And I hope it's not as bad as it was the last time. You're going to make it. I think that's it. Is that enough? Is that all of them? I think that is it. <laughs> we got we that was that was enough of them. We got um, a couple of tweets too. T- if you want to go through some of the tweets, but we don't have to. No, go ahead. I didn't. Let's um, see. We got a couple of them now. How do you get to the damn? Oh, girl, likes. we don't have time. You're not prepared. Here we go. <laughs> you are not prepared. All right, Bokeem Woodbine says. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the GGB corner, pomegranate seeds have no place on the Thanksgiving table anywhere. Oh, wow. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I mean, I've seen... I've seen a nice little recipe with a little couple, pop, couple pomegranate seeds and some Brussels sprouts that was nice. Mm. I wouldn't do it, but you know. Uh, Alejandra says, my daddy, a couple of years ago, instead of getting a DUI for biking, he got... Oh, he got a DUI for biking under the influence and they couldn't find him for two days. Like a bicycling? (laughs) Yes. Oh, dear daddy. Yes. Um, And John says, do not show up prior to the start time that was provided. My (laughs) wife's aunt and cousin showed up an hour early and had the nerve to ask when we were eating. Don't be that. Don't be that guy. (laughs) And lastly, Dr. Asada says, as I'm listening to this week's episode of Getting Grown, I roll up to the work potluck to see that someone has contributed a turkey that is surrounded and stuffed with almonds, rice, and raisins. What? Yes. Rice? Yes. Sweet holy God. Yes. Almonds, rice, and raisins. And that's it. Almonds? (laughs) That's, oh that's how my lord have mercy well before well i don't want to end on that note before we go <laughs> i want you to tell me one thing that you're thankful or just something that you're thankful for it could be more than one thing we have to we have to do it it's cliche but i don't want to end on on turkey stuff with rice and almonds i'm thankful for the fact that i know that Thanksgiving is a made up holiday because white people really actually stole this country. <laughs> and uh, we know that this is really indigenous people's day. OK, this was their land first. And we're just happy to be guests here. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful also for that awareness. I'm also <laughs> thankful. <laughs> I'm also very thankful for uh just you know making it to november 2019 i'm thankful for surviving i'm thankful for lessons learned i'm thankful for uh connection and relationships and friendships and friends and family um and i'm thankful that orange theory is going to be open and i am going to class on thanksgiving day (laughs) thank you Thank you very much. I want to. I just. I was really, really excited to see that they were having class, and I was very excited to sign up. Yes, I'll be under the orange lights on Thanksgiving Day. I'll be under the stove lights. We hope you all have a wonderful uh, whatever you eat on this day. I'm not gonna call it Turkey Day. Uh, We hope you all have a wonderful Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, (laughs) Gathering with your friends and your family. If any or of you just like, a just day have off. a day off to then and just if you're to tell working, the Lord thank you day. <laughs> yes, and if you are working, 
we just thank the Lord for employment. Okay. Yeah. And we thank, we were thankful that, you know, you woke up that morning to go to work. Mm-hmm, that part. <laughs> so, um, so let us journey on into the honesty box. Let's go on and get into that. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses your feedback and ratings to curate wine selections personalized to your unique tastes. First Leaf is so confident in the quality of their wine, they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not feeling a particular bottle of wine, First Leaf will cover it completely. So I really enjoyed First Leaf's quiz where they broke down mm. all of the wines that Indeed. I love, yes. all of the things that I don't like. So mm-hmm. they know exactly what to send me. You know, your girl's not really a huge fan of the Pinot Noirs, but I love me a good cab. And they even broke it down by what brands do you like? Do you like this brand? Do you like that brand? It makes your rating, your value and your selection. It just makes it unbelievable. Start by taking the First Leaf wine quiz to assess your exact wine drinking preferences. First Leaf will then create an introductory six pack of wine for just $29.95. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. These wines normally go for at least $20 a piece. And that's a decent mm-hmm. bottle. Okay. Then taste and rate them online. First Leaf takes your ratings and selects unique <laughs> wines based on your taste for your next shipment. In fact, First Leaf sends out more than 17,000 unique shipments of wine every month because everyone's tastes are different. So try First Leaf Wine Club today where buying great wine is simple. Sign up with our link and you'll get an exclusive intro offer you get six bottles of wine for only $29 and 95 American cents plus mm. free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash grown. That's six whole bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash grown. grown, grown Honestly? Grown, grown, grown. Truly. All right, let's get into the honesty box. And this week, let's give give our listener pseudonymsis. Surely. Shirley, <laughs> Fitty. She's, Shirley says, Dear Cousin Jade and Dr. Kia. Hey. First, I'd like to say that I love your show and I'm an avid listener. Thank you, Jade, sis. You're my, yes, thank you so much for your constant support. Jade, you're my Virgo sister in my head. Hey. And Kia, our upbringings and moms are very similar. So right. you always crack me up when you talk about your childhood. Sister in the struggle. <clears throat> That's it. I wanted to write in to get your feedback on how I should deal with my stepsister. My stepsister and I have always been close growing up and are only one year apart. She's been my only sibling until I got married. And I've always felt that her priority and primary loyalty has always been to her friends, which is fine because I have my own friends as well. The issue is that ever since I'd announced that my boyfriend, now husband and I were planning to get married, she has not been supportive. She's Hmm. met him before and we've stayed over her place when I came into town for my graduation. She had no issues with him. When he had started planning for marriage, I told her that I wanted her to officiate because she was certified to do so. Mm -hmm. She said, cool, as long as I get invited to do all of the bachelorette festivities. And I said, of course, my husband and I wanted to do a destination wedding. So we wanted to give everyone a year to plan, even though he hadn't yet proposed. Mm -hmm. So we're emailing everyone the information to start making the deposit. She was the only one to ask me, was I sure he was going to propose? I was like, yeah. But feeling in my heart, she had ill intent. So sure enough, he did propose and I sent her like all of my family the text with my ring. Everyone was excited and called me except for her. Her response literally was yay. I kept it moving. I had to hunt her down via Instagram just to get her to respond to my text about the upcoming bridal festivities as she asked me to, which of course she didn't come to. 
She never deposited for the wedding, let alone tell me she wasn't coming. Wow. My mom threw us a wedding shower and she told my mom she'd attend. But at this point, we all knew she wasn't going to. Our dad eventually started asking if I talked to her, which I quickly shut down because he didn't really understand what was going on with us. Three weeks after the wedding, I got a new number. <clears throat> I didn't bother giving it to her. But she hit me up on Instagram, making it seem like she'd been trying to get in touch with me to say congrats, but couldn't. And I just said, oh, yeah, I forgot to give you my new number. My main irritation is that when she was going through hell trying to support her brat of a bride best friend some years back, I was there for her and going to bat for her, not even counting all the times I've showed up for her throughout our life. But the one time I expect her to show up for me, she's ghosts. I haven't really been talking to her because I don't really have much to say, but a part of me feels reconciliation is in order because life is too short. I just honestly don't want to have to be the bigger person about it. Should I just write our relationship off altogether or try to make amends? Surely. Well, Shirley, it doesn't seem like you want to write your relationship off. I do feel mm -hmm. like, um, I think, I think it's worth articulating your feelings. Like, you know, you know, your behavior made me feel these ways. Um, mm -hmm. and you can let her know that you're not trying to like go back and forth with her about it. And it's not about, I don't know if you're seeking an apology or whatever, you can kind of, you know, let her know what, what, what you want going forward. And if it's something that you just feel like you can move past, then I wouldn't write it off. Um, I wouldn't write off your relationship because as you said, you know, life is too short. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's just about having a conversation, like, you know, whatever it is, getting to the bottom of it. Um, if you feel like that conversation will be productive, have it. If not, just, you know, say what you got to say and then be prepared for her to respond however she's going to respond and then, you know, decide the terms in which you're going to move forward. But I mean, I, th I think that's what I would say. How about you? I, I say the same thing. It doesn't sound to us like you want to write the relationship off. It sounds like she's just really disappointed you and you you had other expectations, which is which is OK. Um, and I think. Like he is, I think, you know, having a, a straightforward conversation about your feelings, where they stem from, you know, m maybe letting her know all of the different reasons why you feel the way that you feel so that mm -hmm. there can't be any comeback and be like, well, I don't know you all in your head. No, girl, like you were supposed to officiate the wedding. You ain't even show up to nothing. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm like, saying? Why like, not just say, like, just have a conversation like, hmm. So I would I would I would just be really straightforward with her and kind of just let her know exactly where you stand, why you feel the way that you feel and, and, and try to hear her perspective and where she's coming from. And maybe she might not realize that she's been a complete brat. Maybe, she, you know, some people need to be called out in order for them to kind of for them to kind of come to those realizations. So I would try to have a conversation about it. That is your sister, blood or not. So, and like Kia said, if you don't think it's going to be productive, then, you know, you move forward accordingly. But I, I think it's worth it to try to salvage your relationship with your sister. Like you said, life is very short and, you know, you don't want to regret it later, especially over this. And then if you all speak and then you, you, you choose to disagree, at least you know that you had the conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times when we say we don't want to be the bigger person, it's just like, if you are the bigger person, though, you can't help it. <laughs> Like, right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to be the bigger person, but unfortunately I am. Like I and I mean that's just the way it is. Like I don't want to be sometimes I don't want to be 5'10, but I am. Like <laughs> I am legit right. legit the bigger person, so I have to be who I am. So it's fine. 
Same, unfortunately. <laughs> Especially when I'm standing next to Kia at live shows. <laughs> I just have to be anyway, who I am. I, say, I guess I just got to be five. I'm five five. Mm-hmm. All right. There. Okay. There, niggas. There you have it. I said it. I'm five five and I'm light skinned. <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. And all the girls love you. <laughs> and all the people adore you. What do you what do you mean? This is not at all a complaint. No, that's just my own. I want I want some melanin. Like the same way be like bitches want ass and they're not born <laughs> with any. I want melanin. And if I you know, if there was a way for me to inject the way Tiny put them crazy ass eyeballs in her head. My lord. I might consider it. No, I'm just playing. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Shirley. We hope that was helpful. Please keep us updated if you do have a conversation with your sister. And we do hope for the best. We hope for a good outcome for you. Absolutely. And that you all are able to come to some sort of amends on your um on your relationship. Let's get on to this black women self-care. I deserve a all right, it's Black Women Self Care time. Um, as I as I stated briefly in the uh, introduction or in our, our opening of the show, um, my Black Women Self Care this week is I made the intentional choice to uh, let myself off the hook. I think a lot of times around the holidays we feel some level of expectation to behave and perform in certain ways, to show up, um, you know, and be a part of certain activities, being with friends, being with family. Um, and that's okay if you choose to do that. But if you feel like you need some alone time to kind of refresh and reset, it's more than okay for you to make that uh, choice. And I think that's what I have decided that I'm going to do. Um, for my black women self-care this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the holidays are typically a time that are triggering for me. Um, uh, Thanksgiving kind of kicks things off. So I'm just decided that I'm going to take that day to do whatever I feel like doing. So if that means that I don't feel like doing anything, then I won't do anything. If that feels like I get up and I have, you know, the, the inspiration and the energy to go out and do something or to cook or to do whatever, I will do that. But I'm just going to allow myself, I'm not going to set any kind of expectation for the day. I'm just going to allow myself to exist and, yes. and be at peace. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find some peace, whatever I need to do to have peace on that day. I'm going to, um, the only thing I'm, I'm expecting to do is just, you know, have prayer, have thanks and, um, you know, do some personal reflection time, try to get a workout in. But other than that, I'm going to just allow myself to do what I want on Thanksgiving. You better. All right. I ain't mad at it. Well, so my black woman self-care this week for the past 11 Thanksgivings, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I call myself trying to prepare ahead of time, but it always ends up being some bullshit. And then, you know, you cook into the last minute and, you know, then you got a Russian shower while niggas are at your house Mm -hmm. and then you clean in the kitchen and you never really have a chance to sit down and enjoy the food that you actually cook because everybody knows who cooks that you, you don't be hungry while you cooking. And so you get a chance to actually enjoy and build up an appetite and fellowship with your people. So for my black woman self-care, I've made a full determination. I was fully determined this week to get all of my shopping and prep done ahead of time so that I'm able to enjoy my loved ones and sit down and enjoy, you know, the fruits of my own labor 
and not be cleaning the kitchen or cooking things to the last minute. So I started and by going to the farmer's market on Saturday. Do you have like when, a food preparation schedule to hold yourself accountable? I do have one actually. Awesome. <laughs> I, awesome. I actually started to, so I got the remainder of my items today. I purposely bought all of my produce from the farmer's market on Saturday. And then I went to the Costco, which was a living nightmare. I'm sure. And bought all of the meat, the ham to make the honey baked ham, the turkey and the fish. And then I ordered the remainder of my groceries in which I made a very detailed list of every item that would be at Thanksgiving and what ingredients are included in such. My Virgo jumps out from time to time. And then from there, I made a prep list. So I started today with doing a deep cleaning of the house so that come Wednesday, we can do the remaining of the cleaning, but it's not going to be as tedious as it would be. And then um, I am doing all of like the pie crust, all of the chopping, the vegetable washing, Brian and the turkey doing all of those things tomorrow. And then Wednesday, I'll actually start to assemble a few things, be able to put them away in the fridge so that Thursday I can literally put be putting things in and out of the oven outside of the greens that will be cooking on top of the stove. Mm-hmm. This sounds like yes. a plan. Thank you very much. I'm Thank very you proud very of you. Very much. You're Thank welcome. you, sis. And that's our Black Women Self Care this week. We can get right on to these uh, petty peeves. All right. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. It's time for the petty peeves. Been waiting to say that all episode. Yes, <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. So in the spirit of all things Thanksgiving, you know, I, I expressed my gratitude and I also said what I did in my black woman self-care. Well, my petty peeve is also for Thanksgiving. All right. And how goddamn expensive it is. Oh, you know, while I am very happy and grateful that I got all of my shopping done and got all of those things out of the way. I am highly irritated that this shit is costing so much money. (laughs) And I have been cooking for over a decade and know how expensive Thanksgiving is. And yet and still, just like niggas with wintertime, it sneaks up on me Mm -hmm. as if I never knew. And so, you know, again, I reiterate from last week, if you are attending somebody's Thanksgiving Throw the host a couple dollars or make sure you contribute. Just don't show up to the function empty handed because that is just a slap in the face to people who have been spending their hard earned coins on making sure that niggas have a very nice evening. What is your petty peeve this week? Well, um, my petty peeve this week is... um, so, okay, um, I had a, 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 a follow-up today with one of my specialists, um, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a certain medication that I'm on. I have an auto, I mean, we talked about before, I have rheumatoid arthritis, I have an autoimmune condition, and mm-hmm. I have to see a specialist like every four months, um, and I take medicine by infusion, um, and my... Um, doctor and I had a conversation today that kind of made me a little uncomfortable and um it was around it was around uh so one of the medications that I'm on I cannot conceive while on this medication um so you know you're advised to to use contraception while you're Mm -hmm. taking it and sounds like Accutane well it's not that but it's I I guess it's like that but um 
so uh she she was and i guess she meant well but um she kind of was like low-key pressuring me or insinuating uh she was like are you gonna have a baby and i'm just like uh i mean i don't know like so it was <laughs> she was kind of just like i guess I, I guess in her in her defense she was making sure that i was aware of all like had all the information that i need so that i can make informed decisions but the mm-hmm. tone of the conversation was very much like if you want to have a baby now would be a great time and i was just like sis mm. i i'm I, I hear what you're saying, but I, 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 I don't, I don't have this. Like, no, like, like I felt Sorry. like, but I mean, so I was annoyed that as a healthcare professional, I mean, I know that women of a particular age, we feel, you know, this pressure, I mean, the pressure of the biological clock, but in actuality, I know many, many women who have children later in life. Um, and I guess it just depends on like everybody's, uh, you know, body and situation um Mm -hmm. but today i really felt like in so many words my doctor was like sis uh hello (laughs) and i was just like ma'am i just i mean i understand like it was almost she was like you know she was like uh now would be a great time and i was looking at her like so you want me to just have a baby like like, i was just looking at her like i'm telling you that i'm not ready to have a baby but she was just like but now is a good time and i was like so what do you want me to say like are you like and and it made me think like about um what that pressure how real that pressure can feel sometimes Mm -hmm. um especially for women who feel like they may not like this may be their only option or this there may be their only opportunity um and i i was uncomfortable but that made me that that was really off-putting and i don't think that again she's not a bad doctor i've been going to her for years i don't think that she was intentionally being like you're under the gun but i felt i felt that um and and i didn't like it so that's my petty pee for today Mm. like don't like i know like you don't think i know i know how old my uterus is i know how old my eggs are i know what i'm up against um and you know, do I want to be a parent? I mean, I think, but I, I don't know. And I'm guessing that, you know, since I guess I just feel like since it hasn't happened yet, it hasn't, it's not supposed to happen. And if it is supposed to happen, then it will. Um, right. But I felt like I was just like put on the spot. It was kind of like if it, I almost felt like, and she didn't say it, but I felt like it was like, do you want to have a baby right now? Yes or no? And I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Answer me now. It's like, right. And she was looking at me like, so when? And I was like, girl, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't like that too much. Uh, so that's my petty peeve. That's very fair. People need to stay out of other people's uteruses. Like, sis, I get it. Like, I know how old I am. But like, what you want me to say? Like, and white women have been having babies at 43 since like forever. So I don't really know I what just, the problem is. I don't know. And I mean, I just, I think it's a, it's a more, it's a, I guess the more time passes, it's, it's a much more of a thoughtful decision that I need to make. So, um, I felt like she was looking at me like, you know, what you wearing tomorrow? And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I don't have these answers, girl. Like, this is not something that I can, that I'm prepared to, to do today and i didn't come in here thinking that i was gonna to have to give you a timeline of when my uterus is going to be occupied no not by any means thank you very much and i understand that she would have to like we would have to talk about a treatment plan but i'm like when we get to that bridge i will let you know but don't push me off the cliff right now that's all i'm saying 
stay up on my business. <laughs> and that is another episode of Getting Grown. Indeed. Make sure you all are minding all of your manners this holiday season as you enter other people's houses. Take your damn shoes off. Oh, my Lord have mercy. When you go in people's homes. Take them off. Thank you very much. <laughs> have clean socks and or feet. Yes. Make sure you have them critters polished or at least the polish off of them and filed. <laughs> <laughs> also, sis, tell them what else they can do. You can ensure that your skin will remain uh, of the utmost moisture by drinking your water mm -hmm. and moisturizing with shea butters and appropriate products. Yes. Um, and you will also uh, contribute to the moisture of your skin and your life by minding your business. And this is important because your black will, in fact, crack if it's dry. Absolutely. Bye. Goodbye.